And we're back. It's Villaincast Reap the Week with myself, Chris Paynes, the villain, and Naki Ashad, uh, El Jefe uh, himself. Glad to be back doing these. Hello, sir. Glad to be back doing these. It's been two years since we recorded any of these. And weirdly enough, I think people still listen to the episodes we were doing. There is one episode which will never see the light of day. (laughs) Um, because of what went down in that episode um, it's the forbidden episode but I'm so glad to be back we've actually uh, we managed to find some time and and decide right it's it's, we should do this again a lot has happened so expect us to be talking about the last two years really we've got a lot to catch up on obviously not between Naki and myself we see each other pretty much every day but by and large Things have changed. Uh, so anyway, how have you been, Nack? I've been good, man. How have you been? Good. I, I uh, Obviously, we saw each other. Yeah, what? we were only training a few hours ago. <laughs> yeah, like three hours. My knee has swollen up. I think there was a certain part when we were rolling earlier where I just twisted horribly. And my oh. my knee hurts more than my balls. Like you, yeah. uh, So <laughs> I have got a photo. Uh, so... Uh, we, we were training earlier. Naki and I uh, were rolling, and Naki, uh, I hope accidentally, um, kicked me in the nads. Um, I was rolling for the leg lock. I was for the leg lock. <laughs> well, you missed. Um, and one of the one of the guys was taking photos at the time, and he wouldn't stop taking photos of me lying on the floor, like grabbing my dick, like rolling around in pain. So I do have those photos. So uh, thank you, Al, for those ones. Um, so in the yeah clear um yeah I didn't want to make that noise on this microphone because I'm pretty sure uh without any sort of pop filter on it it just sound fucking atrocious um so in the past two years what's happened um we went out and did a recording with Fanatics last year BJJ Fanatics out in Boston that was like the, when we went out there that was that was a crazy experience like when we so it used to be uh in what was it Fahir's gym Bernardo Fahir but now they have a studio in um Danvers Danvers area um uh Beverly that was it Beverly uh, just north of Boston and it's pretty much a you know nondescript kind of office block you walk in and there's these these hallowed mats um <laughs> And you could, we were like, it was like, it was so weird. You walk into this office and then you just have this one room set up as a studio and no one else is there. It was just us and the videographer. And it was so weird like, going around the place as well. They've got loads of um, like signed rash guards and geese. It's like a museum. We were like, we were like kids walking around that place. I was, I had fun. Dude, it was so crazy, wasn't it? Um like it had like Habib, it had like Gordon Ryan, Tonan, Rafael Lovato Jr. Um, all these different uh, icons of jujitsu with their 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 rash guards and their geese and their belts, you know, framed on the wall. Um, and then just to sit there in front of uh, you know, and then go right, okay, do it, show you, show your thing. I'm like, oh shit, like, I don't think I'm that good to to be even be here. Um, but the DVD came out, the the video came out, it, it hit uh, the waves back in October of last year. And it's, it's 
had some pretty good feedback on it. I, it's been a pretty, pretty good. Um, I mean, we, obviously it was. It's like a long form version of the the video that went viral, that like how to defend everything. But it, yeah, I thought we we covered a lot in that DVD, don't you think? Yeah, that was DVD. How what was the final recording time? Like what was released? I don't know. It was an one and a half hours, two hours maybe. Like it was long filming as well. Yeah, yeah, it took a while, um, and you know, nerves about being there, and you know, we weren't exactly um, new to delivering to camera, um, yeah. but delivering it to the videographer there on those mats that was that was that was hard. I didn't expect it to be like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, this year, uh, we've not long returned from Boston again. Apparently, they enjoyed the DVD so much they said. Come do it again. Uh, and so we went back out um, and we met a friend of mine, Charles Harriet, uh, over there. And we did two recordings. Uh, it was a, a dual recording with myself and Charles doing, um, we called it Unstoppable Stand Ups. And we're going to, we're going to murder this subject throughout this, uh, throughout this podcast. Um, and uh, then Naki and I did one on how to learn jujitsu. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that it was kind of it was so prior to to getting to Naki and in Boston, you know, we met up in Boston. The entire uh, trip that I had prior, I was shitting my pants um, <laughs> about what to record because everything I, I I was thinking about was already done in the first release yeah. and we did everything in that release like yeah, we, we thought we're never gonna get a chance again throw it all exactly we thought this is the only chance we're ever gonna be out here so let's just throw everything at this and then when it's like oh do it again it's like oh there's nothing left yeah. um but what we've been working on a lot was this the stand-up stuff with charles and so everything that i'd been like writing down with either was going to be part of the the release of Charles, or we'd already done eight months ago. Um, and it kind of left me for the entire time, like just panicking, like what the hell are we going to do? And then it came as an epiphany. I won't say how, but it, an absolute epiphany. Um, and we and we we looked at it, instead of being on like a technical route. Like how do we want to learn jujitsu if we could do it again? Like what would make the most sense? And I think it's easy, especially in the if you've been doing jujitsu a while, to forget how little coordination you had when you first started. Like you look at people and you think this these are such basic movements, why can't your body do this? Um and we we approached it of right. This is let's do low coordination moves. What could we show a beginner that is very low coordination that you know wouldn't wouldn't take much experience with your own body to be able to pull off? Um, and then we sat there, you know, Naki and I afterwards, and we just looked at it and thought, why do we do anything else? Like, this is it. And it's stuff that we'd already been doing in the gym and prototyping on students, and we'd had you know, it made us both jealous that you know how long you've been training for now. Uh, nearly eight years in July. Exactly, and I've been doing this for fourteen. And we're both looking at these, uh, these beginners coming through doing this. Like, <laughs> why don't we do this? Yeah. Um, 
I, yeah, I, you know, fact, I remember everyone, everyone I spoke to who's uh, seen or bought the DVD. Uh, I mean, even the videographer who was there was like, "Yes, why didn't I? If I had this as a beginner, then I would have had to cut out so much waffle." What was he, a purple or a brown belt? Our videographer, purple, purple belt. Purple, yeah. So it was like, yeah. you know, everybody has had the same opinion. Like, why didn't I have this when I started? <laughs> yeah, and. It's it's so strange, and I think it's it's since we've come back from America, it's really caused us to have this conversation on, um, what actually is would you would you really describe as, uh, necessary jujitsu, um, and stepping out of the the dogmatic approach of here's guard, here's some submissions, um, and yeah, like they so so for anyone who's returning to listen to this, the the basic premise of, of this whole kind of approach that, that Naki and I are, are really running with these days is um, treating guard as a parasite. Um, and that's the best way to describe it, wouldn't you? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it all came about from um, sweeps, weirdly. In that, if I teach someone guard and make guard a viable tactic, they will flop to their back easily, without hesitation sometimes. And it makes me then think my sweeps are actually better than they are because I'm hitting all these sweeps on people who actually want to go to their back. And then for anyone who's done jujitsu for any kind of period of time, eventually you come across monsters who don't believe in going to their back. Wrestlers, rugby players, or just belligerent people. Yeah. And all of a sudden you think, well, how can I sweep jiu-jitsu people, but I can't sweep these beginners? It doesn't make any sense. Um, and yeah, you could, you could argue, oh, they've just got really good balance and stuff like that. Well, shouldn't jiu-jitsu people? <laughs> like, yeah. This this is a game we play. Like, why are they the ones with balance? Um, and it's because again, like they they haven't been infected with this parasite of going to their back. And so, I remember the night we 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 kind of did it, and we you know, we said to everyone, right, it was some situational sparring. No one goes to their back. Like you 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 know, if you're on top, you s- s- remain utterly belligerent with this and you stay the hell on top no matter what like you just fight to get back to your feet and all of a sudden no one is hitting sweeps <laughs> and that is um that's kind of scary and then yeah. it, it then came to right okay so we, we we referred to it as the as the hip heist uh you know the wrestling technique where if you're on top you pull your bottom leg free and you keep yourself square to the ground you keep your groin you know facing the ground on your feet, soldier. Um, and uh, from there, it then became, right, well, so what's important? As in, if I'm on the bottom and I'm against someone who is heisting, I'm essentially, if I want to sweep someone, I need to unheist them because I want to roll them onto their back and I need to end up on top of them. And But then we thought, right, well, if I can't roll them onto their back, it's still better for me to be on top of them. So even if I can't unheist them, if they remain square to the ground, if I can 
come out the side, heist myself, pull my bottom leg free and get on top, then I wouldn't consider that a bad move. It's mm. a backtake. And so we then refer to that as, as high hips. Whoever's got their hips higher in an exchange is the person on top. It sounds utterly ridiculous, but essentially, yeah, like if, if you if you keep your hips higher, then you are the person on top. You will you know, you're the one being the backpack in this exchange. And then it became, well, <laughs> if all I have to do is heist my bottom leg and get on top for this to be considered like a sweep or something or an exchange that I will win from guard, not necessarily a sweep, then why am I just not pulling my bottom leg free in general? Um, and that's then when it became, right, well, if you're not controlling my bottom leg, I'm just going to get up. Yes. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden, it completely changed passing. And I know everyone's kind of talking about standing up, you know, wrestle-ups. There's so many Fanatics releases coming out right now. But I think the general problem is it's a lot of solutions to problems that people aren't facing because no one's – their jiu-jitsu hasn't changed to want to stand. Mm. Um. And I think, you know, because I realized that me and you, when we rolled, we wouldn't accept the other person being on top. Like, if we were on, on, on top, we, we'd make sure we stayed on top most of the time. Um, but then, you know, that's something that we kind of realized because we don't want the other person, like, stacking onto us and, and delivering hell. So it was like, if you're in guard, like, you, you get up and we, we fight to be on top if we can. But that's a mindset we'd adopted as black belts or you know as your brown belt before you got your black belt oh yeah congratulations uh just naki is now a black belt as well oh yes thank you thank you and it's a, 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 as of january as well as uh, a bass from the gym so that's two black belts three black belts in the gym now it's pretty damn spectacular nice. um anyway so it was about being you know, being uh not letting the the not remaining on the bottom if you can get on top you know you wanted to be on top because it was something that we did um but then we we did this thing in the gym where it was like right you know person on the, on the bottom if your bottom legs free get on top person on top remain on top and all of a sudden it just became most frantic night of wrestling if you remember yeah just pure wrestling it was bonkers um and no one was getting anything that looked remotely like jujitsu. Nothing would work. Um, and then I said something stupid at the end of the class. I was like, right, well, obviously this is bonkers. If tomorrow, you know, you want to go back to your guard and you want to play your guard, that's absolutely fine. But this would be preferable. I then slept on it and thought, wait, no. Like, that undoes all the good work because it perpetuates this parasite. Like how are we supposed to get better at sweeps if we go back to just flopping on our back again? And so it was essentially right to everyone in the in the in the class. No one plays guard anymore unless you're absolutely forced to. Mm-hmm. Pull your bottom leg free. And that little bit, like so you know, we we call it, you know, if you're on top, you you keep your hips high and you you hip heist. Um if you're on the bottom, uh you stand. If you can't stand, then you sweep and stub just adding that into like this you know like a mantra in the gym like every class reiterate this um changed everything it then created 
a problem that we need the solutions to. Jujutsu is fun again, man. <laughs> it is. It is. It's. Um, We've had to unlearn so many things again. And this then becomes interesting because it completely changes how you pass. Because if you're not controlling someone's bottom leg during the pass, they're just going to get up. Um, and so then what we started doing uh, red rolling was like, you know, you do your tap and your bump as everyone in jiu-jitsu does. But the second, um, you know, after a beat has passed, after a breath, the person on the bottom can get up. So you have one person in guard, one person upright, person on the bottom can get up. Um, and it's mental because all of a sudden you realize that, you know, standing, passing, a lot of those kind of things only work against people doing a conditioned thing of staying on the floor. Yeah. Um, now the amount of people who tried to argue that recently, like, oh, you know, I can just standing pass. Go on then. Oh, you stood up. Well, yeah. Right. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Um, I mean, it yeah, all comes down to you're only there because they put you there, really. Yeah. God, God I, probably shouldn't really be allowed to sort of be a thing. <laughs> well, no, it's it's actually interesting. Like, it's, it's I don't... This is probably going to be a sound clip that's one day going to bite me on the ass. But <laughs> I think it's a viable strategy. No, only I, I, be- that is a place for it. Only because, like, <laughs> I've been using it this way recently. Of I know that I can get up if my bottom leg is yeah, free, which yeah, means I can yeah. wrestle. Which means, but I need to get below your your head uh, towards your legs yeah. to be able to to attack your legs. So I pull guard because I know you're going to. And this is something else we'll, we'll we'll talk about. Is I know you'll engage upon me to try and stop me from getting up. At which point I can go straight and attack your legs and wrestle you anyway. Yes, that's exactly why I would agree as well. Because I, if I had to face someone who's like a D one division wrestler or something, I'm like, nah, mate, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get an advantage of getting low first. <laughs> yeah, and guard is actually allowing us to actually get low and then go back in again. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, one of the one of the parts that kind of touches upon this is so when we started playing this, the, the question then arose like, you know, do we do a, do we bring back a wrestling night? And then the answer is no, um, because. I don't want to separate out jujitsu and wrestling. Yeah. So this whole idea of standing up, um, usually if, if people incorporate wrestling into their jujitsu or takedowns, you have, you know, you start from standing, maybe, you know, if you're feeling sprightly uh, and there's a bit of space, you know, two in it's, it's, you know, one of the first rolls of the night or whatever, two people will start from standing and then, you know, you dance around for 30 seconds and then you do a takedown, you hit the floor and just carry on and you stay on the floor. One thing I like about this is that, okay, one person may start on their ass in guard and one person upright, but it's a constant flow of, you know, undulating between being on the ground and being upright again and re- and mat returning someone to the ground. Um, it scrambles. Exactly. It blends everything together. It's no longer, or you have the stand-up section and the ground section. It's just a, you know, it's the philosophy of jiu-jitsu is how do I take someone down and hold them down to submit them. If I can't hold them down because they just get up, mm-hmm. well, I need to know how to mat return them. And that's one of the, again, like one of the pushbacks I've heard from this is, and I said it tonight in class, um, it's hard to, you know, people don't like the feeling of mat returns. Yeah. I said it's just, that's the lack of experience because, you know, if you do a wrestling class, it's it's intimidating because you have the whole you know, breaking through the, the pocket and the barrier of hand, of hand fighting and, you you know, you're diving in on someone's legs, could get kicked in the face and stuff like that. 
whilst in this you're already connected like you're rising up together and then you mat return them um mm-hmm. and so in one round you get so much more experience in actual takedowns compared to we have one takedown hit the floor and then we just roll it's i'd say the better way of learning jiu-jitsu wrestling for jiu-jitsu yeah i agree I wrestle never, way, way more than my normal rolls now than I ever used to. Yeah, completely same. Like tonight when we rolled, there was, there was just so much getting up, mat returning. Um, and so, I, I, again, I hate the idea of referring to it as wrestling. It's it's not. It's this is jujitsu is the colloquial term for submission wrestling. I see yeah. when it's become this weird gentrified. No, we just play on the floor. We don't stand up. We don't, you know, and it's theater because a lot of these, a lot of the things that happen in jiu-jitsu only happened against conditioned people. Like we, we, we opened up with is that, uh, you know, take, you know, sweeps only work against people who want to go to their back. Yeah. Um, and a lot of guard passing only works against someone who's actually willfully lying on the floor for you and playing guard. Um, and it's, it's unless people actually play that, it's very easy to break what they're doing. Yep. If you don't know how to deal with it. Hard. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, and it's you know we had the existential crisis. You know, I said in without wanting to sound like a, a pretentious douchebag, I'd 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 actually feel comfortable demoting myself right now in our gym. We've had this conversation we where, like I said to you, I thought getting to black belt might uh, get a little bit easier against some of these uh, beginners in the gym. But now, nah, mate, it's, it's, dude, uh, I I'd actually if I I'd actually feel comfortable going back and wearing a purple belt in the gym. Yeah, I feel. I work have to work so much harder. I don't think the black belt after it way more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I don't deserve it, like because I'm I'm having such a hard time just holding people down long enough to get them in submissions everything's a goddamn war these days there's no flow rolling i think it's causing (laughs) a problem is that i think it's scaring people away yeah um which the numbers sometimes (laughs) the numbers do seem threatened sometimes which get so busy and then somebody i think we break them too much (laughs) potentially and it's it's like well at that point do you temper the 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 level a little bit and like calm everything down even though you know it's it's theater again we go back to just rolling when we know you know how this feels now works you know so i've got enough experience playing around the world with this uh around with you know just people from different gyms this is the hardest i've ever had to train i've had to rejoin the gym to just (laughs) stay stay with front fitter again to deal yeah. with everyone yeah. in yes. every role dude it's so like it's it's, I've it's noticed both... as well, you're, after your injury that you had with your back and stuff but then you started rolling but now you're rolling more than ever it's because i can't let these freaks overtake me now yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I, um yeah so um i mean you know Considering when I started jiu-jitsu, I was 22 years old. I'm 36 now. And so it's not just age, it's mileage. It's mat mileage. Yeah. Um, and it's it's both makes me sad because I think, why haven't I been doing this for the past 14 years? But at the same time, it's it's humbling as well because I'm like, 
oh my god, uh, I am nowhere near the level I thought I was at. And then exciting. So it's a mixture of emotions. Because I'm excited because I think, you know, you get to Black Belt and you think, there's not much left that will surprise you. Yeah. Uh, you kind of got a good bead on things, especially if you play, you know, most aspects of jujitsu, gi, no gi, leg locks, etc. And then to have something come round like this and just suddenly go, oh my God, this you is... Know, you don't know shit. <laughs> you know, I've rolled with thousands of people, you know, all across this goddamn planet, you know, at every level. And all of a sudden I'm like, this is mental. I know absolutely nothing. Um... <laughs> And it almost renders all other points mute for me because, like I said, like in class, I can't, I can't really see myself teaching submissions and stuff for a while because we can't find them. Like, when was the last time you found a legitimate armbar? I can't remember, mate. I'll be honest. <laughs> honest to God, I forget most nights that they exist because I don't see any opportunity to find them. Yeah, submissions are hard, man. Or but, um. But- the, the more fundamental ones we can use, for example, arm triangles. I'm getting a lot because I have to get to mount. You know what I mean? Yeah, try uh, rear naked chokes, uh, yeah. some leg locks, but even leg locks against these people are just getting away. They just yeah. pull free. Um, yeah, it's like it, it really narrows down the opportunities. Like, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine trying to find a Baron Bolo right now? No, no chance. You get any of those. Oh, dude. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, if anyone's listened to this and is curious about these ideas, there are definitely going to be um, bits and pieces about this on the YouTube channel, um, on Patreon as well. So I'll just quickly plug that. There is a Patreon. Um, I'm putting random ideas that I'm having in the gym on that. Stuff that I'm, I'm maybe embarrassed to maybe say on the full YouTube channel that I haven't really solidified in my head. Uh, or had a chance to record with Naki, they just go onto there. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of this kind of stuff is going to be featured on those channels, especially when we get in the gym and record, which I have just realized our main recording night that we used to use Thursday night after class has now been taken because yeah. we both do gymnastics. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred somersaults. <laughs> Dude, I, I think it was maybe Sunday was the first time I felt human after that. Like That's being, I'm stretching. I was like, "This is still fucked." <laughs> man, I tried to get out of my car, like just to get fuel on the way home, and I was like, "Oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm dying." Like, and then, um, yeah, it gives me a whole new appreciation for that. Like, we we felt like absolute amateurs. Um, yeah. Highly recommend adult gymnastics to anyone who wants to suffer. You know, after jujitsu. Yeah, even more after jujitsu. <laughs> um. And Discord, so, we need to say this, join our Discord channel. Yes, the Discord channel. Um, I don't talk as much as I should on that. Naki is way more social than I am, um, which is good. I just like seeing the you know the conversation that's kind of picking up through there and the ideas that people are having. And it, I think it attracts people who are more into this conceptual, um, ecological maybe approach of jiu-jitsu. Um, I think as well, like to, to kind of carry it forwards. Now we kind of have seen you know, pass the curtain a little bit on this whole thing. It did then, like I said, raise the question of how the fuck do you teach jujitsu now? <laughs> I, it makes zero sense teaching guard. And that's like, essentially, you can see almost like the pain when we recorded the DVE, like, 
what do what do we teach now mm. you don't teach you can't really teach god it doesn't make any sense to teach god in the first year and that completely goes against the normal dogmatic approach of you know someone joins jujitsu here's a god and i say this from a position of guilt because you know it's easy to just skirt the periphery um of the dogmatic approach such as oh we're not going to do closed guard we're going to do open guard that was us um and other people may go well here's i don't know half guard or butterfly guard it's very difficult to go well here's no guard <laughs> and uh, i was actually on the the mental models podcast um last week and me and steve kwan were talking about this and i think Part of the problem is is that, especially with jiu-jitsu, it's like guard is our thing. Like judo has their throws, wrestling has their takedowns. What is jiu-jitsu if not the guard? And so I think we hold the guard in too much reverence sometimes when it's not suitable. It's, you know, from looking at it from a, um objective approach, the guard is there because you are fucked up. Like, you're on your ass and you're about to get your head kicked in. Like if you don't have your legs in the way, you're getting your head kicked in. It is to, to up your weapon load to be able to save your life because you've messed up and you're on your back. Yeah. Um, and But we've created this mystique, this cult around guard. And it has become this warped thing that, you know, it's the thing that we aim for. Who's the first person to get there? And it, it informs the competitions and stuff like that. But then you second that, I mean, it was weird in that, you know, you, you see those arguments online, like jujitsu wouldn't work in a street fight. No, it wouldn't. Mm, I agree. Um, I mean, we like to think it will. Yeah. And I think there's a, an element of cosplay. <laughs> I'd say. So the reason I say that and, you know, chime in when you think uh, this is uh, incorrect, Knack, but if you think it's it's bang on, like, pfft, let me know. So you think the history of, of Japanese jiu-jitsu is you had, uh, you know, uh, middle-class-ish people um, doing the, the martial art of the samurai back in Japan. Yeah. Um and they were doing compliant techniques against each other, but you know they had their wooden swords, but they they were warriors. They were doing the same thing as the warriors before them. But they weren't. And then Kano comes along and he goes, "What the hell is this? Um, let's take out all the you know striking techniques and let's just turn this into a sport." And all of a sudden, judo is now superior to to jujitsu because he he. he at least brought it back to you know a a confrontation um i think a similar thing has happened to jiu-jitsu we've gone down such a rabbit hole of we we look back at the heyday of jiu-jitsu we you know the we hold the gracies in reverence to what they did 30 years ago um and so it has and you look at Crone, oh. look at Crone from the weekend. Like, oh my god, here's Don't the last up. Gracie of any UFC, 
MMA relevance. The, the Gracie name has not been relevant in MMA for over a decade now. Yeah. Um, longer, way longer. Uh, it's it's gone. Um, okay, great. What you did all those years ago, fantastic. Thank you. But we now we hold on to that a bit too hard in jujitsu, and we still think we can pull our weight when, in fact, what you predominantly see in MMA is submission wrestling. It's about being the person on top. If there's a submission open, go for it. But if not, clown the person on the bottom. <laughs> um, if you're on the bottom, try and save your goddamn life using the guard. And if you can get up, get the hell up. Yeah. Um, which then likens itself to self-defense. Like, get away. Get up, get up, get away if you can. If you need to grab someone and, and choke them out, fine. Don't kill them. Um but you I mean, don't want to go onto your back. Yeah. Would you? Would you want to bloody pull guard in a street fight? You get kicked in the face first thing. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, I think the predominant reason that most people will join jujitsu is, you know, either they want to go into MMA or they want some self defense or, you know, they want to do an honest sport. And what's become of it is nowhere near that. Mm. Um, and it's all built around this. This guard which is going down such a conditioned route and it only works in certain circumstances and can be easily broken like we said at the beginning against someone who just goes yeah i'm not going to my back sorry what are you gonna do now um i mean it's not like it's new information is it because chris hoiter said this yeah like be the person on top win on top stay on top if you have to be on your back have a guard they will not pass do not forget rule number one due to how much fun rule number three is. Yeah. Everyone, and this is again, but everyone's saying it. Everyone's saying, wrestle up, stand up, get up. But it's breaking the dogmatic approach, I think, is the problem. I mean, it was mm. it was a horrible kind of moment. I think it was actually Ryan Hall that actually helped. So Naki and I went to see him after the first recording. And I you know, sat down with him afterwards after watching his class, which was awesome. And I said, you know, I love his conceptual approach. But how did he get over the anxiety of breaking the mold and doing something different? He said, well, someone had to set this up at one point. Someone <laughs> did it this way. Why can't we change it? What makes them right? Um, I was like, yeah, fair. And he said, as long as you can look at it from that you know, honest approach, change it. And so being able to just go, right, yeah, absolutely. Let's get rid of God. Let's do it. Let's let's put something in its place that makes way more sense. Framing your arm and standing the hell up as soon as your ass hits the deck. We haven't needed guard since. Yeah, it's by choice that we play it. it just you know, it's part of the game, isn't it, as well. Yeah, it's by choice. And this all one of the other interesting things is like, if I'm on my back and say if I want to play sweeps, and this has been really interesting as well, or even submissions. And I need you to, to to pull your weight on top of me. You ain't going to. You're going to pull the hell away because you know I'm going to get swept if I go forwards. Butterfly yes. is a prime example. If I suddenly threaten to get up, what do you do? You come flying forwards, which makes sweeps <laughs> dead easy. So even adding the threat of stand-up makes submissions and sweeps easier. Yeah. It's it, win, 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 win right now. Bloody fight, ain't it though? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like all of a sudden, I 
I want to sleep every night when I get back. Like I just want to curl up and just go. You know what? No, no more training Zero today. Um, yeah, um, and it's interesting as well because I know you run your your own gym um, out close towards where you live. How have you found your guys adopting this since all this has happened? The ones who have, they are. You can see, I can see them because I only teach them once a week. Um, and to be fair, it's getting bigger and bigger that class is, so I can experiment with even more beginners and they're staying around. But some of the uh, higher belts, some of our blue belts, they haven't uh, adopted it as much as I would like them to, and they can see. And I watch their roles and these beginners when they're standing up on them, I, I point and laugh at them because I told you, I told you, you need to look. He's too weak, white belt. Look at him. You can't even keep him down. <laughs> exactly. And that's that's been terrifying recently. So holding down some of the beginners, you know, in some of our classes, it makes me embarrassed to then go, right, I'm a black belt. Yeah. Really? I didn't feel like it. Uh, it's fun, I've been, I, I love it at the moment. I've been at this belt for four years, and um, I'm like, no, I won't go down. I, I don't feel right right now. I, I, that kind of same feeling of of growth, as, yeah, as, progress. As, yeah, 100%. progress that you got like when you're a blue belt is what I feel right now, and I haven't felt that in like ten years, maybe or maybe since pre since learning about yeah. the defensive postures, um, which some of those yeah they do adopt into this and it works very well together. Some yeah. maybe not now. Um, <laughs> now, I mean, controversially, we've abandoned Turtle. Oh, now we're going to another kind of way of the Chris. <laughs> as, a, as a position, like considering, considering yeah. that, you know, a lot of the, the, the reason I get flown around is how I explained it after Preet kind of taught us about it. And now I'm like, no, don't even think it exists. Like I don't see a point in staying there. Like even going there, I'd I, I'd have to be of, I'd have to have utterly fucked up to play turtle these days. Yeah, in our gym, it's torture, man, torture. And that was after teaching this whole high hips idea to some blue belts. You know, um, so there's a um, he ain't never gonna listen to this, but Luke. Uh, South African uh, trains um, further down south, but comes and visits us. Um, very athletic, young twenty-something-year-old. Teaching him about, you know, I want you to get your hips higher than mine, um, as quick as possible, every opportunity. So the second he kind of like, you know, he his dick faces the floor, he shoots to his feet, and I cannot stop him. Um, I'm like, oh. That's a problem. He didn't even chill in turtle. He just went straight up. I'm like, ah, that's clever. That is, I like that. Um, I feel kind of stupid for not realizing for, for creating this bottleneck. And again, it all circles back around on this conditioning in jujitsu. Now we repeat the same mistakes and we keep going back to these these battles that only work in a jujitsu space. Mm. Um. I think it's going to be very interesting soon, especially um, in competitions and stuff, and seeing how this fares. And yeah. people, I want people to travel around and visit other gyms as well. And, and you know, if anyone's listened to this and, and 
you know, looks at some of the, the releases or the videos and plays with it, I'd love the feedback. Uh, you know, some of, the, some of it is spreading out now. And again, it's stuff that is out there that everyone is saying. But again, it's changing that, right, how do we make this an actual, you know, adaptation to, to, to jiu-jitsu instead of what we currently do? Because being able to just completely throw away what you've done before, that takes some balls. Yeah. Or We've done it guts. twice now. I know. I know. <laughs> We've done it over and over again. We go, yeah. ah, this doesn't work. Let's get rid of it. I mean, the big um, ones, we had the defensive postures and now this. What would you say? Would you say this is a bigger change than defensive postures? Yes. I would as well. Because I'd actually say, yeah. It's the whole mindset change because as much as defensive postures were amazing and stuff, defense doesn't always win your matches. If I look at it from a competition point of view and like the whole, you say, the whole self-defense point of view is I need to use them as backup. Yes, they are there. They are my final resort. And like you said, use some of them we still use, but some... They're not like uh, as strong as we thought they were, um, but they're there if we need to use them. We don't have to go there anymore. You know what I mean? Like that's you have to be forced to go there. I think they're quite useful, especially with running man. Yeah, um, is teaching people about the importance of the spaces between the, the hip and armpit, and the back of the knee, and the back of the head, and it's a good tool for that. And saying right, okay, well, I need to control their spine and pin them to the floor. I need to get in their armpits, I need to get into the corners of their torso to manipulate them and pin them on their back. If they deny me that space, this is a problem. So I think you can, you can look at it from both angles. And so people know where what they want to accomplish. I need to get your back on the ground. I need to inhabit the corners of your torso to do that. Um, but again, yeah, like you say, it's, it has to be taught in a way that, right, well, you know, first off, if you hit the floor, get up frame get up free your bottom leg get up if you can't free your bottom leg and you can't get away and you can't frame running man and then get up <laughs> um and so you know it's definitely down on a, on a, a list now it's like um, a bloody algorithm now i think of it like an algorithm in my head <laughs> yeah like it's it's I mean, I've had a couple of guys start recently through private sessions, you know, no jujitsu experience. And it's been really interesting, like just day one, right, okay, here is bottom leg, keep your hips high. And if you see my armpit, and this is actually from you, uh, going to Marcelo's gym in New York, yeah. ripping the armpits open, like yeah. not, not just like lazily climbing into them like a warm bed, like rip their arms up, tie their arms to their ears. Yeah, I've adopted that big time now. <laughs> Dude, like just explaining that and saying, and and then again, it's that whole reframing of, of sessions. And I know that the, there's a big discussion right now about the ecological approach of teaching and, you know, stepping away from technique and doing concept and yada, 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 yada. Um, but one thing I found, you know, I'm really enjoying with classes. And again, like I, I'm saying this from the, from the, the one side of the room that, you know, I'm not doing them. Um, but not having to teach as much. I think it's easy, especially when you're a new coach, um, to feel that you have to bring something new every class. Yeah. Like a new technique or a sweep or a pass or a setup or something. It has to like, you almost have to warrant your rank. Justify yeah, but, it. 
I don't feel the sessions are always the same because even though they may the concept is the same, but like the sessions they're always different because we're looking at always looking at a different aspect of it. Yes, and that's what I mean. As in, we're not you know it doesn't feel like normal jujitsu where it has to be a new thing or a setup or, or something else every night. Th- yeah, you know what I mean. Here's the three techniques of the night kind yeah. of thing. It's more like right. I know it's wild, but going back to the same thing again, just looking <laughs> at it from a different perspective. Same as right, person on the bottom. I need you to get up. Person on the floor. I need you to return them. Um, and just looking at it from different angles and different intensities every night. And it seems utterly bizarre to be doing it that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, because um, it's it's building up that you know we're not good enough yet. We're not good enough to actually get this control. We need to work on it, and it could take us a while. And and I think one of the interesting things as well, I said it on one of the videos somewhere, I can't remember where anything goes these days, um, is that reframing what you consider a win as a as a, as a beginner. And I had said this to one of the, the, the we have had this new guy joined recently, big, big rugby player, um, a unit, as it were, yeah, um, unit. Yeah. And he was like, you know, he expected that I need to know some submissions if I'm going to win. I said, no, you don't. Um, you don't need to know submissions at all. Like reframing your head, what a win is. Like if you can dominate someone from on top for a round, I consider that a win. Yeah. But if you can't even do that, if you just think of the submission as a win, you will throw these hell mary attempts at trying to win, even to the detriment of your own position. Which again, you step into the world of MMA and and self-defense if you fuck up that submission attempt and you end up on your back or underneath someone you may never come back up again and you're going to get leathered um but if you can stay on top and dominate that person positionally for however long being able to then bring in submissions eventually is going to be easy because you're already dominating people positionally um or if you get very 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 good at getting up you'll uh, really frustrate the other person and, you know, give them a tough night. Case in point, Makachev and Wolkanovsky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it's it's definitely a a interesting strategy. I mean, I know it's it's definitely, I think, the way that beginners should be taught. Yeah, I agree. Don't learn submissions. Like, have people maybe threaten them with submissions, more advanced people, but have them just go, no, I'm being on top, I'm being a pain in the ass of this. Um, to a point where even now, like myself, almost adopting what we said in the DVD, I'm you know part of the DVD of how to learn jujitsu that we did with fanatics was about breaking your own plateaus, mm. and I'm doing exactly what we said in that DVD. I'm going back to low coordination, fundamental stuff. I'm going right. I need to get slicker and slicker at this. Um, I need to get slicker at getting up and getting control again and maintaining control. Until I'm utterly proficient and godless with that, I'm not ready. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I feel the same way. Like if I play bottom in a round, I know like that's a round where I'm gonna have to uh, take a beating because they do not stop, man. Like if you just constantly try and get up and going for stuff, they're killing guards and they're just trying to pin you. And it's like they see any light between your armpits, they're flying in there. And it's like chill. <laughs> Oh yeah, like it's it's definitely there's no chill, um, yeah. but yeah, that was it's it was quite a weird realization that yeah, 
we did frame the DVD as right. You know, this is what you do at white belt. This is what you do at blue belt and purple belt. But you know, you I think returning to the white belt material over and over and over again, and just doing the classes on that over and over and over again, and getting everyone slicker at that. Uh, just just nailing that idea of right. Person on the floor, just get up against increasing amount of resistance of trying to hold you down. Because if you can do that, you can do it against anyone. Yeah. And person on the floor, hold down that person. Like get used to just mauling someone from the top position and maintaining top position against everything. Um, and if you do have to throw a submission that requires your back to hit the floor have that built-in escape plan that if this goes wrong, you can get on back on top fast again. Like um, A prime example is uh, re-watching uh, Habib versus Connor. At one mm. point, yeah, Habib drowns him, like most yeah. of the fight. At one point, he takes his back, and in, Khabib's back is on the floor. And the second like Connor's like, wheedling out the side and getting his back towards the ground yeah. to escape the yeah. back control, Habib just bails and gets back on top again. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I did that to you tonight. Yep. Yeah. Um. Like I knew that you know you were escaping my my hooks, and I was like, no, nope, okay, like this yeah. is lost. Yeah. Again, like you know, before it would have been a case of I would have taken the back control, you would have turned, and I would have accepted guard. Yes, exactly. And that's the parasite again. Um, it's amazing that just being able to identify those those bad uh, habits uh, that that guard and being on my back is inflicted upon my jujitsu and my progress, as it were. And, no, and taking mental. them and going, no, actually, <laughs> this is this makes no sense. Like, let's change that entirely. Um, I know we've talked about the same thing over and over again, but it's it's, it's right now. It's just that big, any like we're talking about it every day. It's so important, and you can see it everywhere. Um, I think it creates that wider conversation of what we actually do in jujitsu and. Um, how much of it is only there because it makes sense against a jiu-jitsu person. But the second you step out of that conditioned, it's almost like the Aikido kind of, oh, grab my wrist. Oh, no, not that way, this way. Like, <laughs> then if your technique falls apart just because I held the top of your wrist and not the bottom, your technique has a problem. Yeah. And it's the exact same with this. Like, if if you're... Guard passing requires me to remain on the floor for you. Your guard yeah. passing has a problem, right? Um, and it's the yeah the aikidoization of of what we considered a badass sport. It's not, and it's getting worse. Big and time. Um, I'm saying this from the perspective of someone who essentially has, has taken what all these people are saying and gone, "Oh, I, I see now." I I get it. Yeah. Um if you're listening to this, you you need to you need to get it because it's it's coming. It's like it's, it's like the wave of leg locks that came. And I think Pre talked about it like, you know, the the meta or something like, you know, the original people were doing leg locks. You know, 8 9 years ago, we were rinsing everything. Yeah. And now it's it's heat it's hit saturation. We all know about leg locks and we can all deal with them. And you know the 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 general knowledge is improved. Not everywhere. There's yeah. some places that still suck. Um, I and think this is going to hit. Yeah, I think this is going to be. I can refuse to do leg locks now, especially nowadays, because it's everywhere. 
Exactly. And I think this will hit the same kind of saturation at some point, but I think this requires a more fundamental change on learning jiu-jitsu. Yes, I agree on that. Um, which, again, it's daunting because, you know, you know this as well. Like, you know, you're, you're luckily, you know, you're an ex-teacher and, you know, teaching is, is baked into your psyche. But mm. what you know that didn't form part of the criteria for you being a black belt. Exactly. <laughs> like black being a black belt just means be a badass and be be someone who can beat the shit out of everyone else. Um, doesn't mean anything really about being able to be a switched on coach. I mean, I'm not saying I am, but it wasn't one of the factors. It wasn't one of the criteria. Mm. Um, and essentially, then we, we're asking all these people to to train teams who aren't teachers there aren't coaches yeah they're just badass people who could beat up a load of people trying to explain how they beat up people which may not be the best way yeah um closing statement then uh i'm glad this is back i feel we have quite a lot to to murder our way through um there will be another episode next week I imagine doing yes. our best. Um, yes. We will yeah. be off to the Whoopass camp in Amsterdam, so the the episode will come out before we head off to Amsterdam. Um, hopefully, record some footage whilst we're out there and, and upload it to YouTube and Instagram. Instagram, Instagram, <laughs> dude, it's late. I, I didn't. I just saw the time. I was like, oh man, like it's. Yeah. It's that it's twenty to twelve. Like, have we been going for fifty-five minutes? Like, yeah, I'm no wonder this is starting to fall apart. Um, yeah, YouTube, Instagram, all those kind of cool things. Um, and it, who knows? Hopefully, we can get some rolling footage of this. Hopefully, of us playing with other black belts because there's other black belts at this camp. I want to yeah. see what happens with the other black belts. It'll be fun. If it all goes wrong, then yeah, maybe we'll, scrap we'll, yeah. we'll scrap it. I'm happy to scrap it. But yeah. it's it's going to be some good um, research. Yeah, good research, good yeah. feedback. Um, and we'll, we'll post it. We'll post it, we'll talk about it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look out for that, anyone listening to this. Uh, but thank you for, for coming back to Reap the Week. Thank you for re- coming back to Villaincast. Thank you to, again, everyone on Patreon who is supporting... Uh, in any way thank you to everyone who went and bought the fanatics releases and everyone who follows the youtube channel for everyone who follows the discord it's considering where we were two years ago this is really kind of because we were, we were recording this when we were in that mini lockdown weren't we the second yeah. lockdown yeah um as a way of just like not going insane um <laughs> and not really yeah, <laughs> we all we all know that wasn't the truth, Naki. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> no one, anyone who says they weren't training in lockdown is lying. Um, you can't <laughs> stop jujitsu people at all. Um, uh, yeah, canceled. that was a, on day one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so here we are. It's it's two years later, and so we're here again now for the right reasons, not just because we're locked inside. Um, we actually want to talk about things. We want to talk about jujitsu, and the world has changed, and we've got hopefully a lot of stuff to talk about and more experience at this now. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for your time. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, see you next week.
שיהיה לבזו.